All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the Flagrant Fans. Bunch of Rhode Island boys talking basketball. Today we are talking about the NBA draft. Tomorrow it's going to be insane. We're still not really sure what's going to happen. We're talking about trades that have been occurring. Whether or not the Warriors are a problem for the NBA and impending free agency. I am personally looking forward to it. Let's get this shit started. Welcome to the show. My name is Craig. I will be your host today. I am joined by my boy Kyle and my boy Jay. How you doing, gentlemen? What up, what up? Chilling. All right. We are brought to you today by Tucker Punch Productions and our soon-to-be number one, sh- number two show on the network, Tuck and Run. Football, if you're into it, please tune in. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at CraigMasterFlex, and you can find our show at The Flagrant Fans. So... I'd like to start off today telling you a little bit about us, a little bit of why we love basketball. Um, I'd like to start with my buddy Jay over here. Jay, what is your first memory of basketball? What got you hooked? Well, actually, uh, when I first moved to Lincoln, um, I'm a shy kid. Um, Everybody knows that about me. So when I first moved to Lincoln, um, I had uh, a bunch of kids kind of sitting out on the street right now and like playing basketball so I ended up playing a pickup game with them never played the game before and that's pretty much how I gained friends is is playing the game of basketball and that's where my love started I love it I love it Kyle what about you what's your first memory what got you hooked yeah I'd have to say watching my boy Paul Pierce man diehard Celtics fan I'm rocking Celtics gear right now I just I grew up watching him he's my favorite player of all time he's the man I love it I love it me personally, as a current Celtics fan, I hate to say it, but it was that 99 Knicks run to the finals. They were the eighth seed. You got Latrell Sprewell, you got Allen Houston, you got Patrick Ewing, their main guy getting injured and watching them go up. I mean, obviously, Timmy Duncan ended up stepping on it, but what are you going to do? Timmy Duncan did that to a lot of people over the years. Best power forward in the game, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Carl Malone. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, so I want to start today. Let's talk about the draft. I mean, the top three picks are where it's at. They say there's a significant drop-off after the top five. But, I mean, number one's obviously Markel Fultz. We'll get to that in a minute. Let's talk about this Lakers trade. Lakers traded last night. D'Angelo Russell, he's off to the nets. They dumped the salary of Mozgov. How do you guys feel about this? Do you think that guarantees that Ball is going to the Lakers? Are they dealing with LeVar? What's going on? Kyle. Start me off. Uh, I mean, I think they're doing it for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. I think they're definitely trying to clear some cap space, get Paul George, maybe LeBron James in a year. We'll mm. have to see on that one. But I definitely think they're going with ball. I think they've been eyeing ball, no pun intended, since the beginning. And they're definitely going to go with him. Uh, I th- actually, uh, I want to look at it from the Nets perspective, too, because that's a Great move for the Nets, honestly, because they have no ability to get young studs because of the draft that they made with the Celtics, that fleece that the Celtics got them for. Um, So getting a guy like D'Angelo Russell, who was the number two pick in the draft, 
Um, he does need to be more of a playmaker because um, he's they're pretty much going to give him the keys to the franchise and say, all right, you got to run with it. Um, they got rid of Blake Lopez, who was going to leave anyways. Um, they had to take back Mozgov, but that's the price you, you have to take with getting a, a young player like that. For the Lakers' side, like Kyle was saying, they're looking to get Paul George. They Paul George has a they have mutual love for each other, so they're looking to get Paul George. LeBron is is saying, well, you know, with the move with David Griffin, firing David Griffin as a GM, they're looking at him as saying, you know, well, maybe this this Cleveland is is not built to to make a long run with winning, so maybe I should look elsewhere. Um, so with the Lakers, it's it's a great move to clear up the cap space. Blake Lopez is going to be a great stopgap for them at the center position. I don't think he's a long-term fit for them, but he's a, it's aspiring contract. So it's a perfect move for both teams, actually. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And not to mention, point guards are notorious for taking a long time to develop. I mean, look at Chauncey Billups. I mean, not everybody's Chris Paul. They don't all come in that quick. So I think – the Nets absolutely went on this, but the Lakers are setting themselves up for success in the future. If they can dump that little Deng contract at some point, they're I mean, they're looking at significant cap room, possibly three superstars. That was an awful signing for them. With Luol Deng's um injury history, um, it was about seventy two mil that he they signed him for. It was I think it was like three years, seventy two mil or something like that. Um and to have him on there and it, it's he's He's not a good enough veteran to earn a spot. He's actually holding Brandon Ingram back from developing, so they need to move him. But with all these trades that are coming on right now, it's I think they have an ability to possibly move him to a team that's looking for a veteran small forward. Yeah, couldn't, could not agree more. But what are we looking at for Magic Johnson as far? If they draft Lonzo, what are we looking at with LeVar Ball? <laughs> what is what is he gonna do? I mean, we're looking at a guy whose son, maybe ironically, maybe not, just blasted him on a Foot Locker sponsored program. Yeah, that commercial was awesome. I th- I think that commercial was perfect for Lonzo yeah, because it actually showed his his uh, personality a lot more. I think that with Lonzo, he like respects his father. He's not gonna talk back to his father. He's a lot more calm, a lot more reserved. I think he's a little bit more of a mama's boy than a father, uh, you know, than liking his father. But I would be too. <laughs> exactly. But uh, from all indications, the, the Lakers love LeVar. I don't know if they're just saying that. And he still has two sons in high school right now, so maybe he focuses more on them, getting them to where they want to be. But I just, I just read a story of him actually blasting the middle son, LiAngelo, saying that he's not going to make it and maybe that he should just – Look, because he has good looks, uh, look to becoming a model. So the guy's, the guy's a character. Yeah, the kid might need a haircut for us. You know? <laughs> that was crazy, man. I think I honestly personally think that LeVar is going to be perfect for L.A. He has a huge mouth, man. It's, I mean, it's a city full of bright lights, and, and he definitely loves being in front of the camera, man. He's, he's all about it. And I thought the se- that second son, him ripping him, like, they're crazy. LeVar's ripping the second son. Ball's ripping his dad, like, and up to that point, we had never seen Ball really, I don't think, even say, like, one word before that commercial aired, so it's good to get a different side of him that I didn't even know existed. He didn't say a word. Yeah, let's just be happy they're not in uh, <coughs> racist Boston. <laughs> good Lord. All right, so obviously, you got Markel Fultz moving to the Sixers. 
it's very clear you had Embiid and Dario Saric posing in front of his locker with Markel Fultz's name. Like, mm-hmm. he's clearly going there. And I'm not going to lie, that team scares the living shit out of me. Yeah, if Embiid stacked. stops getting injured, I don't know, starts using some, like, those little baby cells. <laughs> Stem cells. Stem cells. <laughs> you know, gets on that Kobe plan. And Dario Saric, I think, is going to be an unbelievable NBA player for years to come. That is a scary lineup, and we haven't even gotten to Ben Simmons yet. Ben Simmons is going to be the consummate point forward. He's going to be Scottie Pippen-esque, I feel like. Does Markel have what it takes to be that leader, that Jordan-esque? I've heard some that there's some worries about how competitive he is. I mean, how do you guys feel about that? I think with Markel, it's actually a perfect fit because he can play on or off the ball. So if Ben Simmons is going to be the primary ball handler, he can just kind of work off the ball and be essentially a two-guard, like what he was going to be with Boston. You don't make that move if you're Philly if you're not going to take Markel Fultz. So with his issues with competitiveness, and he kind of seems somewhat of a aloof personality, um, the guy hasn't won in, on any level. And again, I'm trying to pick at things right now for him because he's a complete player. With him not going to Boston, so I'm just sitting there like, all right, well, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Um, but with him playing off the ball with Ben Simmons being the primary ball hander, he's going to be able to create, be more of like a James Harden type guy. Um, I think Embiid's injury concerns um, are are valid. I think Ben Simmons, it was just a matter of trying to put too much weight on him too quickly. They shouldn't have done that. He can play the small forward, the two guard. So um, I think they'll be great, and they're going to probably make a push for a playoff spot this year. But they are still young, and they have to learn how to win. They're very young, if I may interject, Kyle. Yeah, I think um, – <clears throat> No, interject means like – <laughs> <laughs> No, but, Anyways. But no, but on the MB thing, if he's injury prone, I could totally see him having that – Bill Walton, 86 Celtics, 20 minutes a game, coming out there, being a spark type of player. I think that if they're looking for a guy 35 minutes a game, I don't think Embiid is physically made up to, like, represent that. That's that's essentially what they did last year. He was playing, like, 23 minutes. It was a cap right there, and he was playing well. Um, Kyle, what do you think about the Sixers? I mean, I think – I don't think they're quite there yet as far as this year coming up. I mean – and B played like around I think like 32 games last year, and he did show extreme amount of promise. I think, but I mean, that's the first time he legit touched the floor in two years. So I don't think we can really put a ton of stock in that. As far as faults with the Celtics trading the number one down to the three, I mean, who knows what Danny has planned tomorrow? I think this is one of the most anticipated drafts probably in recent memory. But I think faults is the perfect fit, and I don't. I think there's 0% chance of him. He's going to be at least a, a decent player in the league. I can't see him missing really at all. But I think I think Danny has some plans of his own. And maybe they go out and get a superstar. Who knows? Beautiful segue because now we're going to get into what in the motherfucker the Celtics going to do. <laughs> <laughs> because there's rumors flying around everywhere. You've got them talking about trading down. Now you got Chris Porzingis possibilities. I've heard Anthony Davis's name, which I might have to go change my pants if I think about that a little bit more. Um, and then if they keep the draft pick, I mean, you got Josh Jackson, clearly has a ton of potential. However, he's refusing to work out because he doesn't have a guarantee. He's thinking the same thing we're all thinking. I don't know. I hear the guy's kind of an asshole. 
<laughs> um, Jason Tatum, I do like Jason Tatum. He's a Mike Krzyzewski guy. He showed a lot of promise this year. His jump shot could definitely use a lot of work. What do you guys think? I mean, uh, Kyle, obviously this is right down your alley. Oh, yeah, man. Green. I love the draft, dude. I can't wait for tomorrow. Honestly, I could see Danny turning some heads. My favorite player coming out of the draft is Jonathan Isaac. That's a dark horse right there. Yeah, dark horse candidate right there, man. He reminds me a lot of KG. He's athletic, shot blocker. His shot's decent, honestly, coming out of college from how young he is, man. He has a ton, a ton of potential. I mean, Josh, Josh Jackson, Danny Ainge, he loves playing misdirection. So I think all this Josh Jackson talk, I don't think he's going to take him, man. I really don't. I think he either goes with Tatum or, or Isaac, or he trades down because the Kings sitting there at five. They've been in talks with the Celtics. The Suns have been in talks with Celtics. I mean, he's trying to maximize as much value as he possibly can. And I definitely – I wouldn't put it past him to trade down again. The dude's ruthless. He don't care. He trade out of the number one spot when there was a consensus number one pick. Like, he just does, he has he has balls of fire, man. That dude's the man. It's a New England <laughs> thing. It's Belichickian. Yeah. What a Danny move to, to trade down from three to get five and ten. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I want to speak to the Josh Jackson uh, kind of situation here. So they, they just got his medical information. Uh, he didn't work out for them. He's on media outlets saying that it was just too early. For, uh, excuse me, it was too late within the process to actually work out for them, which I think is BS. But honestly, what happened is it's not Josh Jackson because that guy has a competitive fire. That dude wants to compete. He's actually one of those guys that you look at his competitiveness, He's that's a, that's one of his strengths. Um, I think it's actually his his um, agent, B.J. Armstrong, who's he's a prick in his own right. <laughs> yeah. um, so... I think it's he was kind of misdirecting and didn't want to go to the Celtics. There was reports that prospects didn't want to go to the Celtics because they wanted to put their their uh, players in spots where they can actually play and make a huge impact right off the bat. Um, with Josh Jackson, if he goes to the Celtics, kind of like how Jalen Brown went to the Celtics, he had to work his way onto the floor, and he did. And he, he shined in the, in the Eastern Conference uh, Finals against the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. So... With that, with the Jackson situation, I don't really blame him. But if if all things are equal, Jackson versus Tatum, or even you said Isaac, if they like Isaac, um, I would go with the guys that I know, you know, that worked out for me. Because to me, it's like, well, you want to be here. You don't mind coming in. If you believe in your talent, Jason Tatum, he's going to be a stud because he's one of the yeah, best one-on-one -on -one type of create space scores, a la... Carmelo Anthony, a la Rudy Gay. We need that type of player anyways. So I would like to get Tatum, to be honest with you. I can understand why they would go Josh Jackson with his defense because um, we Danny loves athletic, defensive, you know, defensive wings. But it doesn't matter. Like, it, there really is no lose for us. Um, we can do so many options. We pretty much control the draft at three because we already know the, you know, the top two picks, essentially. So – there's so many options that we can we can go with there. All right, speaking of options, let's talk trade possibilities. Let's talk how realistic they can be. Yes, that's us cracking that beer. <laughs> yeah, let me get in on that too. All right, so let's talk about, obviously, Jimmy Butler's been a hot topic in Boston for God knows how long now. I think My Danny Ainge has been playing the waiting game with him. I personally love Jimmy Butler as a player, not as a person. 
Um, you know, so I think that's the greatest possibility. I don't know if you guys agree. The Porzingis thing coming out of left field, I cannot think of a better player to fit in with the Celtics than Chris Asperzingis. I mean, he was top five in the league in blocks last year. He shot 35% from three, which is only going to get better. Might be a little frail. We're not sure yet. He didn't really have too many injury concerns. But, I mean, if you, like I said, erase his boss and get him and, you know, get the white guy, honky ass <laughs> Gordon Hayward <laughs> with his Adam Levine haircut. Perfect I could I see I see an amazing playoff run coming out of that team and I honestly see a team that can push Cleveland. How do you feel about this Mr. Doris? I mean, I think Przingis besides his annoying name, he's a beast, man. He's <laughs> I'm going to butcher that name like all year long if we get Just him. Just call him KP then. Right? <laughs> Unicorn. I Unicorn. think he legit is the perfect fit like maybe false is with Philly. I think Przingis is the perfect fit in the Brad Stevens system, man. This guy has a ridiculous amount of upside. And honestly, I would probably, besides giving up Jalen Brown, I'd probably give up maybe maybe anything else. Maybe besides the Brooklyn pick. I mean, everybody else is for sale in my eyes for him besides Jalen Brown, like I said. I mean, you got to do – this dude's they call him the unicorn. He's 7'3", shoots threes, can dribble. Like, I know that's, like, unheard of pretty much in the NBA. Block shots. Block shots. The dude's a great weak side defender. If he gets a post game, man, it's unstoppable. And he's, I mean, he's only 21. The first year, I don't think, I think he played like 20 games. Last year was his legit, excuse me, the legit whole first year. Um, He's been, he's going to kill it, man. I think he's going to be a top, probably top three, top five player in the next probably two, three years. All he needs to do. Is put his build his frame out a little bit, and he's gonna be ready to go, man. They're gonna be a beast if they get him. What as far is, as Jimmy Butler, sorry, real quick, I agree with that. I don't, I really don't like him as I don't really don't like his attitude, his personality. I mean, he's he's a great scorer, and he's he's definitely a good NBA player. But I honestly, if it, I I'm okay with taking picks and waiting. Honestly, if it's if it comes down to getting Jimmy Butler, especially if he's gonna leave in two years, I'm all set with him. What an idiot Phil Jackson is, though. Like, yeah, he's dumb. Come on, you 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 do one thing right as the president of basketball operations for the Knicks. You do one thing right, and that is drafting Porzingis. You you lucked out with that with getting him in at the fourth pick, and you're gonna trade him the the 21 year old unicorn. The dude's seven three, like you said. He's he's got the great shot making ability. He's got uh, great defensive uh, prowess. Um, he loves hip hop. He, he loves, loves hip hop culture. Yep, he mm-hmm. lo- he loves Carmelo Anthony. Very important. <laughs> Which who the fuck loves Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> That's hard to do. So I mean, it, it's it's crazy to me to think that he is that inept as a as a essentially a, a GM for an NBA team when he was such a great coach. It's just, it's just two different sides of the spectrum there. Um, so it's like, why the heck is he even on the block? But I mean, I mean, if they're gonna make a stupid decision. Danny capitalizes on stupid decisions because he um, signs freaking everybody to bad contracts on his whole entire team. Joe probably, Kim Noah, Joe Kim Noah, Derek Rose. I mean, uh, going a little bit earlier than that, you know, uh, Courtney Lee. Um, for for Butler, um, I like Butler. Um, Celtics fans would would like Butler too. He's a defensive. He's a two way wing. Uh, he's still, I think, uh, twenty eight. Um, so he's right in the prime right now. Um, if I was gonna trade though, I would. I'd rather have uh, PG thirteen. I'd rather have Paul George because I feel like offensively, he would be a better fit. 
um, because he can play the, the three or the four, um, especially with the small ball lineups. Um, and then in terms of uh, Anthony Davis, Jesus. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Like, I don't care who it is. You got a bulge over there? I got a I, 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 I got a semi right, right now. now yeah, like I'm I'm a half mass right now. If you give me <laughs> if you give me Anthony Davis, are you kidding me? I, I would trade anything for Anthony Davis. I don't anything. Think, I don't think we have a shot again. I'm not and especially not right now. And he's signed. He's he's got a few years. He just signed a contract extension. He's at twenty one million until twenty twenty one, I believe. Which is a huge he has deal. Three years plus an option. I which think. is it's great. Paul yeah. Millsap's looking for that right now. Are you kidding me? Give me Anthony Davis all day. If they want to give him up, and they want to go with you know Demarcus Cousins. Give me Anthony Davis all day. I don't care what Danny does. He'll be the greatest GM in, in NBA history if he does that. I, I will. I will trade the farm for him. Um, there is some breaking news. Nick Young has declined his comment. His comment, his contract with the Lakers. So he is an unrestricted free agent this summer. He's going to join D'Lo? He's got to go with D. Russell. <laughs> How does he not? I mean, yeah, he can't be in a serious relationship a for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> However, Definitely that's, his, that's clearly his wingman. Iggy's happy. Iggy, Iggy, Iggy's getting jiggy. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So we had, uh, we can go beyond that, but. Honestly, I think the draft pretty much stops after the top five picks. So let's move on to trades before we, you know, move up to too much time. So Dwight Howard is now a part of Michael Jordan's Charlotte Hornets. How did this happen? And when does Michael Jordan stab him in the neck? <laughs> I say maybe right away, honestly. That guy, talk about like a non-competitor, man. Dwight Howard... Even with all his accolades and his accomplishments, man, he's like, he's a huge waste of talent, man. He's just like, whenever I think of Dwight Howard, I think of like what he could have been. You know what I mean? Like, Wilt Chamberlain, like, you know, Dominique Wilkins, like that. Check. He never, he never developed a post game. Like, he's such a fit. Like, even that he had a solid NBA career, and he's probably going to get in the Hall of Fame, and he's still. A waste of talent. Like, that's how talented he is. He got punked by Kendrick Perkins in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Can we all just keep that in mind real quick? Kendrick Perkins, the hey, man who could not jump dude. more than three. In- yeah, yeah, I'm scared. That's about dude. it. That's about it. Yeah. Celtics fan, I'm still scared of him when he's yeah, on the seats. seriously. He had a scowl. <laughs> mean scowl. I mean, um, yeah. He just got traded out of his hometown. Like, how bad does it get? And he found out on Twitter while he was doing an interview. For a second round like, pick and Lord. two players. They pretty much gave him away for free. It was a contract dump. Like, that's embarrassing, I think. Well, Miles, Miles Plumlee's got some uh, upside. No, he definitely does. He does. He also has a, a pretty big contract. Three years. That's a good contract that he signed to. Marco Bellinelli is kind of a throw-in. He's a pr- pretty good player. He's expiring, though. I but think. he's expiring. And, and then he also they, they got him for a second round pick, and they actually got a second round pick back. Um, it's it's crazy how much he's fallen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. remember when he went to the Lakers? That huge deal with the Magic and and and, and um, excuse me, uh, Philly, yeah. where they gave up uh, Nikola uh, Nikola Vujicic. Um, so it was a huge deal where they where they got him, and now he's he's getting traded for second round picks. People are, are giving him away now. It's crazy being the top center, and and, and like Kyle said, this dude's never developed a post game. How do you? play in the league and you've worked with Hakeem Olajuwon yeah, and you don't have one go-to move in the post? Are you kidding me? It's, it's awful what, he, what he's what he been. And, and yeah, it's funny too it. because last year I was thinking like, oh, so I should grab him. 
Yeah, me too. You know, and and look at what he's done. He's done. He's done he's nothing. He's never been in the, the same since his back injury. Honestly, I think that back well, injury really like did him in. I honestly think it was a perfect storm for the demise of Dwight Howard because one, he was an asshole everywhere he went. Mm-hmm. He destroyed locker rooms in Orlando. He went to L.A. was disliked instantly by Steve Nash. The guy should be a fucking saint. <laughs> Goes to Houston, pisses off a perennial MVP because he's not getting the ball enough. Um, you know, and then we have. Literally the demise of the center position. The guy can't shoot from outside five feet. He can't shoot from inside five feet, if we're being serious. He can dunk. That's it. Yeah. yeah, he can dunk. And, you know, not saying he's a bad defender, but what makes him any different from, I don't even know. I wouldn't even he's put a, him with Andre Drummond. I wouldn't he, put him with DeAndre Jordan. He's a high-paid defender. That, I think that's he's really feeling the effects of the change of the center position, too. Like, he's really feeling it, man. Old-school center and no, new-school time. No feel, no jump shot, like nothing. He's he's probably already tweeted right now about like how he doesn't like how the Hornets are using him. <laughs> yeah, haven't right? even played yet. He's already complaining. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, moving on, I want to talk about the NBA Finals, the aftermath of the NBA Finals. I personally did not see the demolition of the Cavaliers happening the way it did. I granted they didn't play particularly well. But the Warriors came out of left field and just absolutely killed them. Killed them. I mean, they were world beaters in every way, shape, and form. I think the Spurs would have gave them a better run for the money if Kawhi didn't get injured. But does the NBA have an issue with this? Is this going to be a problem for ratings? Is this going to be a problem? I mean, half, half of what we're doing right now is anticipation. But kind of what does it matter if we know the Warriors are going to win for the next five years? It's already a problem. Look at all these trades right now. Look at all everybody trying to jockey for a position to get a star player. So it's already a problem. I don't blame the Warriors for it. They they did it the right way. They built through the draft, and then KD kind of made a cowardly move and decided to go to the Warriors. So that's really on him, not so much the the Warriors. The thing with the Warriors is how much can they sustain this? Like Andre Iguodala is already looking at all the teams right now, so he wants to get paid. He deserves to get paid. He's he's he was an All Star anyways beforehand. So he has the ability to get paid. He's he has the ability to go to the Jazz, go to another competitor, and see if maybe he can make something work out. And I think Clay Thompson, like this guy, was pretty much regu- regulated to a defender. Like that's all he was doing was just guarding Kyrie in the finals. So yeah, it's he like disappeared. He definitely did. As as a as a target, I would love for a Celtics target. Tell me tell me if I'm wrong about this. Wouldn't you love to have a, a Clay Thompson, a two way player like that? I'll trade for him. Like he's right a now. stud, dude. He's an absolute stud. So. Um, why not have why why wouldn't he want to move on and be like you know what I'm I shouldn't be asked just like oh let's how how'd you do in your defense and on on Kyrie you didn't really score that much the guy's a stud he deserves to have his own team just similar to James Harden so how long can they keep it together what do you think I mean as far as them being bad for the NBA I think it's a double edged sword because. The finals had, I mean, they had great ratings, but I mean, the the regular. I think what really was hurt was the regular season because it was a foregone conclusion. I mean, that you knew which teams were going to the finals. It was going to be the Cavs and it was going to be the Golden State Warriors, and we all thought it was going to be close, and it honestly just wasn't. Like it was a borderline sweep. I mean, they had to have a record-setting game the Cavs did to beat them. Twenty-three threes. It was an all-time shooting performance. Like they, they most likely were going to get swept if it wasn't for that shooting performance. But I mean, I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion in in the future, man, that Golden State stays together because 
You got Clay Thompson. I think he definitely felt slighted towards the end. Like you said, you got Iguodala. Even though lately in the news, I think in the last week, KD had a chance to opt out of his contract, and he said he was going to opt out. And he's going to take less money so that Iguodala can get right. – I mean, you talk, about like, you talk about like the perfect team, man. That's like the perfect team. And I heard an even funnier stat last week. The Timberwolves passed on every single person in their lineup. The in, the entire starting five of Golden State Warriors, and the last <laughs> since they've been in the draft lottery, which is like every single year. Well, you know, everybody passed on Draymond Green, but yeah, I know but. he was a second round pick. But I mean, um, well, besides KD, obviously, yeah. But I, I even like the the secondary. Like, if you think about it, the first time they won the the championship, they had Andrew Bogart, and and he was a uh, pretty much a lead defender. Now they have Zaza who his best contribution was, you know, breaking Kawhi. I can't Kawhi stand Leonard's, that dude, honestly, He is man. awful, dude. That dude's a dirty player. But his name's Zaza. He just looks slow and clumsy. Right. <laughs> like, get off the court, dude. I hate that dude. He sounds like a fucking Teletubby. Yeah, I mean, like... He looks like a Teletubby, man. Ian, Ian Clark is probably going to go because he's probably going to want a, a more of a role. Uh, Sean Livingston, he seems like a guy who's pretty content with, with being with the Warriors, so... I've heard he's going to resign as he's, well. He's probably going to resign... If I'm Iguodala, I got two rings. I, I was an all-star. I would look elsewhere. I mean, why not? Right, See if he can get paid. Yeah. He only probably has one payday left. I mean, he might as well make the most of it. No, I couldn't agree more, especially with that new contract. Now, obviously, you talk about Golden State. You go straight to the Cavaliers. First ever time, two teams play three times a row in the finals. Now there's all sorts of drama. I mean, David Griffin's gone. I know Jay touched on that earlier. I don't, we don't know if it's Dan Gilbert trying to show that he's like the big dick in charge. <laughs> is, there a, is there a breakup imminent? I mean, is there a problem within the locker room? They seem like a close-knit team, but we all know LeBron's phony. LeBron is the fakest person I've ever seen in my life. If a breakup happens, what happens after that? I mean, Kyrie's a free agent in a couple of years. Is he trying to jump town? I mean, as a Celtics fan, I would love for all of this to occur. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, I want the West to beat the shit out of each other, and I want to walk right into the finals. But, I mean, the Cavs are also in trade talks for Jimmy Butler. It's slowed down a little bit. They're in trade talks for George Paul George. I mean, where can they go from here to match up when they were clearly outmatched the whole finals? Like, where can they go from here? Who's that player that gets them over the hump? Well, I think with the Cavs, what, what they're not understanding is that LeBron James was pretty much their everything. So you can't really get rid of somebody that LeBron James trusted because you don't want to pay David Griffin. I mean, the guy was underpaid as a GM, and he worked well with LeBron. And he tried multiple things to try to get LeBron you know, playmakers. Like he tried to get Deron Williams. He got Derek Williams on, on the cheap. Uh, he he was trying he was trying to build a team there, and you slighted him and you you pretty much blackballed that dude like literally like days before the draft you're gonna you're gonna fire a guy like that you're gonna fire your GM and at the worst time because Paul George is on the market Jimmy Butler's on the market you know you're working together trying to get this together and you're gonna fire this dude like Dan Gilbert he, he's you want to talk about assholes he's like the ultimate asshole so um, <laughs> but he writes. Letters to the public in Comic yeah, he, Sans, he like he's in fucking letters. eighth grade. Yeah, like, come on now. Uh, but, I mean, for the Cavs, now LeBron looks at it like, well, are you committed to winning? So, and you know, uh, when he hits free agency, he's already talking about, oh, can I go to the Lakers? Can I go to the to the Clippers? Um, 
with Kyrie. Kyrie said, hey, if LeBron's going, I'm out. Where, <laughs> I'm going to leave. Shit, I wouldn't say that. There's a report that is saying, like, if they were talking to Butler, the players of the Cavs were talking to Butler saying, hey, it's toxic over here. Yeah, don't come don't here. Don't come here. Think now, they, about that. They, they've, they've come out and said, you know, oh, no, we didn't say that. But, I mean, where did that come from? Yeah, it didn't it, come out of nowhere. Come all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler's like, oh, I want to be a bull. I want to continue to be a bull. Come on, man. Yeah, I think I'll just hang out. Yeah, Chicago so lose. The thing is, with the Paul, G- with the Paul George and, and the Jimmy Butlers, Cleveland has zero assets to trade. Nobody wants to no take picks. on Kevin Love. Their picks are later on in, in the draft. Nobody wants to take on that contract. He's he's shown that he's not the same type of player anymore, Kevin Love is, even though he, he played pretty well against us. He played pretty well against uh, the Warriors in terms of rebounding. But they would have to get a third team involved. And if you're a third team... You're gonna have a. You're gonna have to have multiple picks. You know who has multiple picks? The Celtics. Mm-hmm. The Celtics ain't helping helping them out to get Paul Hell George. No. Uh, the Suns. I mean, the Suns can to take that, but why get Kevin Love when you got Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris? It makes no sense. So I don't see them doing making any moves unless for some reason Braun, you know, plays some magic and you know works works somebody out and was like all right yeah well let's let's try to do something where you can sign for less or anything like that well speaking about lebron i'm a big fan of learning from your past you know especially when you do like some self reflection you know what affected me in my past what can i do to take out my opponents who does lebron recruit to have sex with steph curry's mom <laughs> you know what's funny oh about God. this man you know what's funny about this? During the finals, there was a gossip website that reported that they tried to make their rookie, Kay Felder, sleep with KD's um, girlfriend that he was that we seen. Like, That's ridiculous. <laughs> like that was a legit story. Like they tried to make the you know the little point guard Kay Felder, who couldn't even crack the rotation, sleep with KD's girlfriend. And I guess like they talked to each other on the DMs for a little bit. And then, uh, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Dude, I think, I think they should try to recruit KD to sleep with Steph Curry's mom. You hear KD after like three beers in the interview that he did this week? After the finals, man, he had three beers. He's like, man, I love this. Steve, you got to hear that interview, man. That clip He's, is awesome. He spit up his he first He was hammered beer. off three beers. Yeah. He definitely was. He don't look like a drinker, man. Look at him. Well, He's since, definitely well, since I'm not Steph's tall, mom. rich, or talented enough to sleep with Steph's mom, because God knows I would. let's let's talk about recruiting luke walton as a coach he had girls stalking him three separate times he had stalkers luke walton did oh yeah handsome son of a bitch down like that god damn he's all about that free love those waltons yeah oh yeah you don't you don't follow a grateful guy from his daddy (laughs) and i also hear that delante west is out there he is on medication he is stable and he is willing he is willing he, that's too bad, man. I know. I love crazy Delonte. Delonte is the best, man. That dude was. He had how many guns on him with the motorcycle? In, he looked in like a, at least twelve. In a in a guitar 12. case, it was desperado. He was like yeah. blade. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there like it's the, just it's the, the Walking Dead jacket, out there. Yeah. <laughs> Apocalyptic. I love it. All right, going off the throne in the Warriors. So, so there are a bunch of rumors going around in the Western Conference that I think could absolutely give us some at least some chatter about who could dethrone them specifically with the Spurs and Rockets. I've already said, I think the Spurs would have had a much, much more competitive series if Kawhi never got injured. I mean, I'm a huge Kawhi fan personally, so 
I can't really say much more about that. So, I mean, we'll start with Chris Paul. There's heavy rumors around going that he's interested in both those teams from Texas. He likes Houston. He likes San Antonio. I see him being an amazing fit with San Antonio. I mean, Tony Parker's declining, but I think he would be a consummate backup point guard right now. I mean, he's still a talented individual. He still's got he still has a good head on his shoulders. They do need a, you know, a ball carrying somebody who can handle the rock, distribute it well. Chris Paul, I think would be an amazing fit on that team. I mean, they have some other issues, but Greg Popovich is the Bill Belichick of basketball. So, not too worried about them. The other team coming up is the Rockets. I mean, they're currently shopping pretty much everyone on their roster for every big-name free agent, which we'll get into for a second. Can Chris Paul and James Harden coexist? Like I said, they both thrive with the ball in their hands. Can James Harden play off the ball? Can Chris Paul play off the ball? What do you guys think about that, Kyle? What do you think? I think the the better fit is definitely San Antonio. I mean, I think the game one San Antonio Golden State series, man, like I definitely think that that game's a little bit overblown because they had like a 30-point lead. I mean, who's to say they didn't come back? I mean, I do think the Spurs are definitely the second-best team in the West, and Chris Paul would be like the legit perfect fit to that team. Like he, he's a passing point guard that with high basketball IQ – I mean, he can get the ball where it needs to be. And as far as Houston, man, I don't think that they can coexist. James Harden is one of those dudes that just needs the ball. And if I had my choice, I would go to the Spurs, man. I don't think James Harden's a winner, man. You look at the last shot that he took, what was that, game six? He just I don't think he has the stones to win, man. He's not a winner. I, I, at least that's how I look at him so far in his career, man, until I'm proven otherwise, you know. I just don't – I think this, the better fit is definitely San Antonio, like, without question. I, I think so, too, because in D'Antoni's system, they pretty much moved James Harden to the point guard position, essentially, have mm-hmm. him running the offense. Uh, Chris Paul, he should be running the offense. So San Antonio is a perfect fit for him. Mm-hmm. It's, whether, it's whether or not Chris Paul is legit serious about leaving um, the Clippers, and I think he should be because they brought in Jerry West – to rebuild team like he rebuilt the Grizzlies he rebuilt the Warriors that's what they're looking to do that's why Blake Griffin's probably gone that's why Chris Paul's probably gone so with them I I think the Rockets and I I, so much props to Daryl Morey because that dude he put together a team that was perfect for this year he was perfect it was perfect because you have a guy and, and Patrick Beverly's on the block right now but you have a guy like him who doesn't need the ball in his hands he is he's essentially a point guard, um, but he's a great defender. It's one of the only defenders that they really have on the team besides Clint Capella. Yeah, and, they need him, man. And Trevor Reza. He's the glue, I think, on their team. They Seriously. need him bad. But and they're looking about trading, you know, Ryan Anderson, um, Lou Williams is the sixth man there. Um with the Spurs, Chris Paul can essentially step right in because they're probably gonna lose out on Patty Mills. Um Dion uh D- Dejounte uh, Murray from Washington, he was he's a young player. He he might not be great on the ball, to be honest with you. They gave him a spot to try to run the team. He he's he might be better suited as a as a two guard. He he does have good size for a two guard too. He's six five, um, so that might be the best fit for him. And, and it, they can step right in and actually contend with the Warriors, like you said. Um, the Spurs, I I think it was like a twenty point twenty one point lead that they had going into the third quarter and. 
Zaza did that bitch move, so yeah. um stepping son of a bitch. Yeah, like he did it again too in the finals. Yeah, he's fuck a, Zaza, man. I hate that dude. <laughs> Zaza, if you listen to this, man, we're yeah, you know, fuck you. We're you about listen. it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that. Um, so <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, with the Rockets, it's it's interesting what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a play for um, players right now in free agency. So they're trying to look for the Blake Griffins. I think he would probably be a better fit. With James Harden, because James Harden can then essentially keep the ball in his hands. He can throw those alleys to Blake Griffin. I don't think Chris Paul, if if Chris Paul is as smart as I think he is, he's not going to the Rockets. He's, he would rather go to the Spurs and, and play with Coach Popovich because you're always going to be in the mix with that coach. Well, I, honestly, he's got to be looking for a deep playoff run at this point in his career. I mean, he's getting... Yeah, he needs it, man. Yeah, he's getting some of those, some of those Charles Barkley looks, you know, like... You, next thing you know, it's going to be 10 years down the road, and you're going to have Shaq talking shit to him, asking him, oh, why you never go to a conference finals? A little more mumbly, though. Oh, you going to a conference finals? <laughs> I mean, he he was close. I mean, with the Hornets, he was close. Uh, the Wizards were never able to put it all together with the, with the complementary pieces. I think that's why super teams are getting formed in the first place, man, because the Charles Barkley's like, look at how good that dude was. Oh, you know, Shaq's about to fight him on stage at freaking TNT because – they're talking crap because he don't got no ring, man. It's all about rings. I That's love when Charles Barkley threw the ball at his head yeah, when they played the best, together. Dude. It was the greatest thing. When, especially when they do the flashbacks, man. Like yeah. It doesn't get any better than that <laughs> with the TNT shows. Kenny Smith holds it together. Yeah, and our man. boy EJ, obviously. EJ, yeah. All right. So, I mean, if we're talking free agency, we all love the rumors. We all love to hit the trade machine on ESPN. Um. What do you guys? What's your favorite rumor out there? I mean, personally, I'm looking forward to Gordon Hayward being a Celtic because he's white. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's a perfect fit for the system. I think he's one of those guys. But I mean, that's a popular rumor out there. We have Paul Millsap about to be a free agent. I think he's the most underrated player of the past five years. Nobody in this league has done as much as Paul Millsap has done and gotten shit on as much as Paul Millsap has done. I'd love to see him take a pay cut, join a contender, and just absolutely dominate. I mean, who are you guys looking at as free agents? Jay, who are you looking at? What are you thinking? Well, Millsap, he wants that max deal. I can understand because he wants to get yeah. paid. Um, I feel like our, uh, our house jazz fan, JJ, should be here talking about how Paul Millsap, because he hates Paul Millsap, which is hilarious to me because I'm, I'm with you. He's, he's a great player. I don't want him on the seas. I don't. I don't think he deserves max money. But um, Gordon Hayward, it's it's almost like a foregone conclusion since we signed uh, Brad Stevens that he's going to meet up with his his Butler coach and, and come play with the seas. That's not exactly. That's not entirely true. Like we could miss on Gordon Hayward, which would be huge. If we missed on Gordon Hayward, we traded the first overall pick, and we have nothing in this year's uh, um, free agency. Um, I'm looking more towards Blake Griffin and what he's looking to do. I think he might I think he might end up in Southeast to be honest with you. Like Pat Riley is is such a master recruiter and they might want to look at him as being the you know the centerpiece of that team and honestly Miami like Miami like scares me. Like Tyler Johnson is a good player. Justice Winslow is a good player. That that's a scary team if they actually get some pieces like they they just they just missed the playoffs with almost nothing, and they lost out on their on their top top guy, Justice Winslow. He he was out, so I think they might 
recruit him. I don't know if Blake is a guy who's, all right, give me the ball. I can carry a team. I don't know about it, but, hell, I would love to see it. I mean, Dragic's horribly underrated as well. I mean, he's he's definitely up and down. Um, Hassan Whiteside, I mean, you can't say enough about who he is as a player. He's this generation. No, they have a squad definitely down there. Yeah, he's, he's this generation's Dennis Rodman, minus I, the drag. I think everything's hinging on either Gordon Hayward or there's a couple more. I mean, there's Kyle Lowry. The, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, Millsap, Blake Griffin. I think we, we got to have one of those free agents, man. And Boston typically usually is not known for signing free agents. So hopefully South Beach doesn't steal a couple that of our alert. guys away, yeah. man. Because Gordon Haywood, man, sitting at 6'8", I still think that dude's ascending, too. Like, he keeps getting better and better. Like, he, 6'8", at that position, a good shooter. Like, his, if you even look at his shooting numbers, they, his shooting numbers have improved every year. He shoots like almost ninety percent from the line. I think like he's a hell of a that's the dude too. that you want to have. And he's a, yeah, he's a two way player. I mean, he's not like I you know first all all team defensive, but he he definitely can, he's a two way player, man. And a lot's hinging on free agency for the Celtics. Hope we get one of them chips. We need it, honestly. Always comes back to the Celtics. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I um you know something we didn't get a chance to mention earlier is DeAndre Jordan clearly on the trading block right now. I think we all know that the Clippers are going one of two ways this summer. They're either keeping together a core that has not gone past the second round, or they're blowing it up. Which you know Doc Rivers loves when teams do. You know. <laughs> yeah, he's scurried away from Boston when they were trying to blow right. it up and rebuild. So. Oh yeah, he had to go sign his son real quick. <laughs> So DeAndre Jordan, I think, is an absolute difference maker until you reach five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, then you hide him immediately. Who could use DeAndre Jordan? What team is, aside from the Celtics, of course, we all know they need a rebounder and a shot blocker, but what other team could absolutely benefit from a guy like that? I think maybe, I mean, you look at the teams across the league, I think like almost anyone can use him. Cleveland could definitely use him. I mean, they could have... They can go big. They can go small. I mean, they could have Tristan Thompson and DeAndre Jordan at the same time. Like, you could rotate them out. You could do whatever you want, man. I I think it's across the board. That dude, I've always been a huge DeAndre Jordan fan. You're talking about defender and a rebounder. He's like, he's pretty much the closest thing to Dennis Rodman, I think, in the last, you know, since that dude retired. Albeit freaking shooting 50% from the line, which is god-awful. Ben Wallace. Yeah, yeah, I, like a lot of a lot of Ben Wallace uh, comparisons mm-hmm. there. Except he's he's a little bit bigger than Ben, um, and he's athletic as, as well. Yeah, so I was a fan with him uh, coming out of Texas A and M too. I didn't think he would get this great. Uh, I thought his defensive tools were ready. His offensive tools, I I didn't know what he was going to become, but Dallas Dallas could use him. That would be perfect fit. You know, he already <laughs> tried to go there. I mean, God knows Twitter would love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, the the Suns have been linked to him. Uh, the Suns have been linked to him, uh, possibly trading Chan- uh, Tyson Chandler uh, in the first o- fourth overall pick. Uh, they turned that down. Um, so there's, there's other teams that, I mean, I don't think Houston needs him. I don't think the Raptors need him uh, with Jonas. Um, Washington could use him. I mean, have that with John Wall instead of Marcin Gortat. Marcin Gortat. I mean, 
why not? I mean, there's so many there's so many teams that could use an athletic big who's a defender and rebounder who's not going to complain about not getting the ball in the post. Well, you know who nobody has mentioned tonight? It's Milwaukee. Oh, wow. Imagine him on Milwaukee. Wow. That would scare the ever-living shit out of me for the next 10 years. Yeah. Talk about I'm athletic. with that. Yikes. Yeah. All right. So, moving on yet again. We've talked trades. We've talked draft. I personally, the draft's my favorite time of the year. Um, just because of the possibilities, I guess I'm a bit of a dreamer, if you will. So, speaking of the draft, what is your favorite part of the draft? Like, what do you love about the draft? Is it is it that dreaming part, like I said? Is it the fact that you've had six months of anticipation while your team tries to tank it or hopes another team tanks it. Thank you very much, Brooklyn. (laughs) What part of the draft are you looking forward to? I know Kyle's looking forward to the fashion. He usually (laughs) copies his favorite outfit every time. Oh, yeah. You know me. Like a book. I would say my favorite part is definitely the dreaming, man. Like, I probably refresh, like, Real GM, like, maybe, like, 15 times a day. Um, constantly looking at the rumor pages, Twitter. Like, it's probably the one time a year I actually use Twitter <laughs> is to look at freaking NBA trade rumors. And to look at uh, the podcast. And to look at the podcast, of course. Thanks for that save. Um, you never know, man. You, I feel like every day, even like every hour some of these days, a different rumor is getting thrown out there that, frankly, like come out of nowhere. Like, you know what I'm saying? DeAndre Jordan's getting thrown out there. Like, all these crazy trades are happening. Like, Phil Jackson's trying to ruin his franchise. Like, <laughs> legit this time. Like, go for gold. Like, he, he had silver. He's like, no, He's I like, need gold now. You don't like the triangle? You're out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we all love Fucking the triangle. triangle, dude. <laughs> it's 2017, dude. Let it go. Seriously. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan retired. <laughs> I, think, I don't think he realizes that. I think with the with the draft, my my favorite part about it is I like to see who who slips and who who's going to be a player who was great in college um, that maybe slips because they don't have the measurables or they believe you know he's too old to to kind of make any impact. There's there's sleepers in this team. This uh, in this draft, excuse me. There's this draft is deep. Yeah, this draft is really, very, deep. really deep. You got a guy like Caleb Swinnigan who, who in itself, he has a, a guaranteed uh, trait of, of rebounding. He might slip out of the first round entirely, even though with the Spurs pick, that's like a, such a Spurs pick. You just grab somebody like him who was such a great player within college and then grab him you know, late in the first round. You got guys like Josh Hart who, who led Villanova to uh, an NCAA turn, uh, tournament win. Um you have guys, you have guys, uh, foreign drafting stash type guys, um, like uh, there's a guy out of France that I really like, uh, Matthias Lasort, who six nine, athletic, power forward. He's he's about he's 21 years old, but still, um, I like seeing where those guys go. Dylan Brooks is another one. Frank Jackson. Um, I feel like the European dudes too recently, like probably like in the last five years, man, they've really stepped like stepped up a notch like it's not like a straight up gamble like a lot of these dudes are panning out now coming from overseas like well, that's pretty like, it's not like back in the day where these guys are playing a different style of basketball they're not yeah. they're not playing strictly fundamental basketball you know american basketball has made right. its way overseas thank you youtube thank you and one right. all that stuff i mean 
it's a culture now. It's an absolute culture, and we're not going to see. I mean, Dirk Nowitzki was. <laughs> He was Dirk's like the only dude yeah, out of that whole probably generation, you know. Exactly. You had like the Nuggets back in the day taking that dude Skidavili or whatever. I call him Skida. <laughs> <laughs> like Nicholas Skidavili. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Number yeah. five in the draft. What did he do? Nothing. 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 Dude, nothing. They just stay overseas. Seven they didn't one come back. three point they didn't even shooter. Make it onto the floor, dude. In the NBA, that's crazy. It, you got a guy like there's a guy uh, Jonah Bolden who. Honestly, in other drafts, this dude would be a first-round pick. He's looking to slip in the second round right now. These these guys are talented in drafting stash. I we just moved from the D League to the G League now with the Gatorade sponsorship for the, for the development league. Like, they're guys who who are not going to be playing overseas, and they're going to be playing in the D League right now and possibly called up. Um, and with the trades coming through and you know, with the draft, like you said, there's there's so much uncertainty. Like Danny Ainge always says, not to bring it back to the Celtics, but Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge always says, draft picks are always tradable mm-hmm. because it's so much uncertainty. You can pick your guy. There's no contract involved with that. You can you they're always tradable. There's always guys there, man. Jimmy Ball was thirtieth, for Pete's sakes. I mean, there's guys down there that you can find. And, uh, Don't laugh at my Pete's sakes. <laughs> Pete's sakes. Good Lord. Pete Maravich steaks. Yeah. Pistol, <laughs> like a church mom. Pistol Pete you in the face. I mean, Craig, you, you probably just you just heard about some breaking news right now in terms of trade rumors, right? No, I heard what I heard earlier today that Daryl Morey signed a four-year extension. Thanks, Dale. <laughs> so, I mean, Producer there's, Dale. There's, there's also a trade rumor going around that uh, I actually looked at our our producer Dale over here. Talk a punch, talk and run. About uh, <laughs> about Ricky Rubio um being discussed in a trade with uh Wes Matthews uh to to Dallas. They need a point guard, which I'm shocked because if Dennis Smith is there within the draft, why not grab him, young point guard instead of Ricky Rubio? Because he hasn't been able to create a shot. He's a good playmaker, not able to create a shot. Mm-hmm. Um But they got some shot makers in Dallas now though. I mean they have people yeah, they that can shoot. Do. Absolutely. But you bring in Wes Matthews over to uh a Wolves team that needs shot makers too. So that would be a perfect fit for both teams, I I think. But where do you go? Uh where do you go with with the the Wolves? Where do you go uh in terms of the draft? Do you or, or, or even either either one of those teams, where do you go with the draft? The Wolves might go for a power forward and then like Gonzaga, Zach Collins, or um, for 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 the Mavericks, where do you go with that? Uh, they were looking at power forwards. They were looking at centers. Um, they were also looking at point guards. I think Dennis Smith would be a perfect fit for them. Just let him go because he's got that Stephon Marbury type attitude, that Stephon Marbury type uh, creator. It's interesting to see that these trades are, are coming through because I think it's an overreaction of of – the Golden State Warriors bring it back to that. Yeah, it is. I mean, Golden State Warriors are they're fueling all the prospective trades, all of the draft choices like like that's what I'm saying, like the 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 season you pretty much knew it was going to happen, but the off season like I, this has been the hottest hot stove like pre-draft like rumor like running rampant like I've never seen. It's crazy. And it's honestly, this is my favorite time of the year in basketball besides the playoffs, you know what I mean? I, sp- I spend most of my year, even during the, the season, 
just looking at Draft Express, looking at NBA Draft.net, just to kind of look at who's coming out. So I have a little bit of an ability, a little bit of knowledge on who's coming out, who I like. And with this, it's just teams are teams are all over the place. They're jockeying for position. Like I yeah. said, it's deep draft. Golden State, I think, is actually like making everybody step their game up. Like that's how I, that that's kind of the feel that I get from it. Like. You know, they're holding like everyone's like, you know, we need to make up some serious ground here to catch up to them. Yeah, either either now or or teams are like looking at like I'm not I'm not mortgaging my my present right now. Uh, excuse me, I'm not mortgaging my future for the present. Yeah, just to get smoked by just Golden to get State. smoked by Golden State. I want to look at like, all right, I'm gonna build assets because, like we already said, how sustainable is Golden State? How long can they keep the core together? Yeah, I mean, you can't really can't tell. You never time will tell. They could break up in two years, though. You don't you don't really know. KD Injury. and Steph Curry could could start arguing. I mean, they both wanted to take the last shot of the finals, and there was already a little hostility with that. So who knows how that unfolds going forward? Well, every generation has that team. You had Russell in the fifties and sixties. I mean, you had the seventies. You had the Celtics start. From there, you went on to Bill Russ, uh, Bill. Walton. Bill Walton. I mean, from there, Trouble. the Celtics-Lakers started. Celtics Everybody Lakers was chasing 80s, them. Man. I mean, you're always going to have that team that's trying to get you to that 90s, point. 90s, the Bulls are just crushed. And it. it's funny, too, because back, uh, back in the 60s, you think about the Lakers and what they established. Like, they had Elgin Baylor. They had Jerry West. They they got Will Chamberlain yeah. from Philadelphia. That's Talk a super team. a super team. That's like Seriously. a super-duper team right like, there, man. And they got beat by Boston with... I, I believe he was like 34, 35 years old, uh, Bill Russell. Yeah, yeah I think Bill Russell's 35, I think. And he was not. This isn't today's day and age in terms of injuries and in terms of treatment. Like, they beat him as as an older team. And Bill Russell played 42 or 48 minutes. 48 minutes every game. Every game. And, and he beat that ass. Meanwhile, LeBron's getting oxygen on the side. Yeah, seriously. Sidelines. Come on, man. Coach, take me out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that point, I mean, I think the three of us are looking forward to tomorrow. We're looking forward to watching the draft at Jay's house and pissing off his pregnant wife. Oh, yes, sir. That's why I live for it. I'm not looking forward to work Friday morning, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Maybe I need a three-day weekend. Yeah, bang. <laughs> um, so what we will do is we will be back next week. We will talk about the draft. We'll talk about... Like I said, Kyle's really excited to see what everybody's wearing and shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be trades that happen. We'll talk about the possibilities after that. We also will get into a little bit of pop culture. Um, maybe introduce some new aspects to the show. Like I said, this is this is our pilot episode. Nobody liked the first episode of Seinfeld. I plan on being better than that. Y'all will love this episode. I don't care what you say. Yep. I still love this episode. You guys, you know, you're all right. Sucker Punch Productions. Like I said, talk about talk and run. productions. Oh, if you could Follow speak. us on Twitter at the flagrant fans. If you can't spell it, Google it. <laughs> and you can find me at Craig Master Flex. It's been a pleasure, people. What is up, everyone? It is your boy, Sam. Got a bad case of the mundane Mondays? Well, let me serve you up a fresh dose of football here every Monday morning at Tuck and Run.
It's like that was good, right? No, I think you should do another one. I'm not doing another one. We just did 14 takes. I'm not gonna do another take. I think we should do. I'm not gonna do another take. <laughs>